When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Retro Gamers Podcast, episode two hundred and three. Larry here, Anthony here. Uh oh, what's going on, Ant? What happened? Oh, uh, I don't know. Did you well, not hear me? No, I hear you. No, I definitely hear you. Oh, okay. Sounded a little what's like up? you know, I had my cup of coffee. So, oh, I, I didn't have my cup of coffee because <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so I just have to live without. Weird enough, I don't drink coffee either, so I don't even know where it came from. Yeah, I have no idea. How much sugar have you had today so far? <laughs> just, just buy the buy the teaspoon. Yeah, just exactly. out of the bag. I, I, I assume you just like you know pour it into your mouth. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what happened? I'm knocking things over know. here. But there we go. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Nothing much. Is here for another week. We got some good stuff to talk about, and um, let's again, as always, hit it off real quick. Follow us everywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, everywhere for crying out loud. Um, and of course, YouTube and the Instagram. I know I put up the Instagram late this week, but I'll fix that for next week. But it's up. And uh, of course, subscribe everywhere that you listen or watch us. So uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, um, what he said. <laughs> so last week... Um, we kind of, probably only the second time I think we've ever kind of like previewed an episode, kind of, sort of. Yeah, well, I don't know if it was just the second time. I think it happens every once in a while with huh. us, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's rare. And, um, it's kind of interesting because I feel like, um, we preview an episode usually when we wind up going off on another topic and we don't get to one that we have prepared for an episode. <laughs> so like this week's episode was, you know, the, the topic was prepared for last week, but we wound up caught up in so many other things. And Hey, you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, we love talking about gaming. So, you know, if we get stuck on a topic, we get stuck on a topic. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of the cool thing that I liked about our show is that, um, uh, we're very organic and fluid, so we will just move, you know, we'll put, we'll move things to the next episode, or maybe things we'll tackle in this episode that we didn't plan on. It's kind of cool that way. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have said, um, and not to toot our own horn, but someone has to. No, don't toot our horn. I hate <laughs> it when you toot. Um, that, that's kind of what's fun about our podcast is that we are, you know, we're talking. We're having a good time. It's just, you know, it's two friends chatting and people who listen feel like they're in on the chat. And that's what I love about mm -hmm. it. Like, we're not as, you know, like, so I'm not saying we're not professional, but oh, it's no, just, no, no. we're not professional. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the free flow. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, you know, again, listen and they just like that interaction that we do and Aunt, you're exactly right we had this for last week started talking but we're going to talk about it this week before we get to the main topic at hand though we both got just real quick to mention because it's a three-year story um we both finally got emails that we were waiting for for a while Yes, we did. Um, Polymega, um, the company that refuses to release its console <laughs> after after I had actually you know witnessed it in person, what a year and a half ago, at, uh, this point? at least probably. Yeah, I, think it was, I think it was like May of it was either May of 2019 or May of 2018. That's how long it's been. I can't even remember which year. I, I can tell but, you real quick while you're talking because it is, I think, our most viewed video on YouTube on YouTube. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. So check it out on YouTube. But, you know, I got to preview the Polymega, which Larry and I were both excited for. Yes. Um, but we finally got emails telling us that the Polymega will be shipping soon. Now, again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's going to be shipping soon. Well, considering the fact that 
the you know they've had our money for years and this has been in <laughs> development for years i don't know what soon means to these people however <laughs> um they did ask us to check our addresses to make sure they were updated naturally i had to update mine since i moved so i'd like to think that soon means actually soon like <laughs> before the end of the year um, oh, hey, why is that still playing? Did you find it? Uh, I, it says a year ago. I don't have an exact date, but so it then says it was, a year that, that ago. Was, it was um, May of 2019 then. Here we go. No, June. June of 2019. June 18th is when we, oh, is when we posted there the video. So figure maybe within a couple weeks before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so, but still. Yeah, so, but still, you know, the whole thing is that it's finally, you know, it's finally going to arrive. And again, when, even when I previewed it like over a year ago. I was really impressed mm-hmm. with um, the user interface and the controller and just how everything, you know, how everything worked on it. Just so, flows. Um, yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, uh, we've talked about it on the show before, Larry, is that, like, we both have a stack of games that we've kind of been waiting to play Can't wait. for the Polyomega. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I'm, re- I'm like... Is that uh, our excuse? A little column A, a little column B. I'm like a doomsday prepper. I'm just buying all this stuff I can't use yet until the day that it finally comes to fruition. Yep. And, and uh, um, that day is hopefully soon. I mean, according to Walmart, yeah. it's next month. Yeah, and as you can see over my shoulder, I can play all of these games right now <laughs> exactly. if I want to. <laughs> and, and yet I'm waiting for the polybag <laughs> i said that too i'm like i i have an nes i have a super nes i got a jet i can play these games that i'm waiting on but yeah it's just i paid all that money i, I want to use these systems but they're, they're on no, their no, way and I, well for me the at least for the polymega um i want the hdmi hookup like my sega cd my playstation one even my PS2, even though that's not on there. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. have HDMI hookups for those yet. Granted, I'm sure I can go online and buy them. I'm like, but with the Polymag, it's like, I'll be able to just do it seamlessly with HDMI. And on top of that, it allows you to download the games onto the system. So it'll just be on the hard drive and just pop it up and play, which is cool. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's what's going to be cool about it. And I already hear people, again, screaming at their radio, screaming at their uh, viewing device that they're watching on YouTube. But it's all emulation. It's all based on emulation. You know what? That's fine. Um, because, oh, and uh, you know what, Ann? I'm going to go a little out of order because I feel like this kind of goes into it just real quick. Sure. Because of the recent announcement that Analog, wonderful company, Analog has put out tremendous clone systems, but they just announced their new duo system, which by their description, which is a very accurate description, one of the most underrated game systems of all time, finally getting this new release, and it's their version of the Turbo Graphics, actually the Turbo Duo, because it's going to have yes. the cards and the CDs, which is awesome. Because I don't have two grand to buy. Honestly, the original. Right? What was that? Fifteen hundred, I think it was when we saw yeah, it. Was, I, think, the thing? I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks when we saw it. The last. Uh, the CD hookup, um, yep. and this thing's only going to be two hundred bucks. And of course, when analog, they, they pride themselves on zero emulation, which, hey, look, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, you know, those systems work. They are pricier. I've always said it. You know, Hyperkin is like the Kmart version of analog. Good, you know, but less pricey, but you get what you pay for it. And that's not, that's not a knock at anybody. You get what you yep. pay for. Um, and that's coming out, uh, I think May of next year. Uh, the cool. analog, um, which is cool. I ordered the analog pocket, um, the Game Boy, their Game Boy version, and they've already announced a, a TurboGrafx Express hookup, Ooh. so you can play those games on the road. But um, again, you know, it's you're always gonna have that fight emulation versus no emulation, no lag, a little lag, some lag, is what it is. We're excited for the Poly Mega, um, and uh, again, I think it's gonna be a literal game changer. Um, because, yeah, there is a ton of games I'm waiting to play. My only hope is that it plays homebrews, <laughs> which I think it will. I think it will. Uh, that's a good question. So, because I got a good, if, I got well, a good handful. No, no, no. I mean, if it's if it accepts cartridges, it should be able to It should. It. it should. So, yeah. um, and because, we'll, the, because, um, because the Polymagus, I think they say it on their... Um, they do. On their site. No, 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 that... It'll play off of the cartridge or the disc. You don't have to download it. 
No, correct. But like with the Polymega, I know like I don't think you can use like an EverDrive on the Polymega. Got it. Um, Got because it. we'll probably okay. blow it up. Well, that's on. All right. So, but that's as good. we get closer, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so finally, you know, I pre-ordered mine. I saw it November of 2018. So I've patiently been waiting, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So all good things come yeah, to and, those who wait. And I ordered mine March or April of 2019, which means and- you'll get yours. Before I get mine. Yeah, I'll get mine first. I cannot wait to get mine first so I can, you know, unveil it to you. (laughs) Maybe now you live next door to the factory. Who knows? Uh, You never know. It's like, uh, excuse me. I think that's mine right there. Yeah, can I pick that up? Uh, Do you have a spare? (laughs) So, all right. So we'll look forward to that. In the meantime... I'm sure there are then a list of games to play on the Polymega. We're going to talk about some weird ones today. Uh, We started talking about it last week when I was mentioning Pac-Man. That's how it kind of spun off. Um, You know, talked about Pac-Man, and then you got Pac-and-Pal, you know, uh, Junior Pac-Man, Baby Pac-Man, all that. Mm -hmm. These weird offshoots, not, well, they are sequels, but, like, they go in a weird direction. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah, and I've kind of just called them franchise to oddballs mm. because they're just really, they're games you don't expect to, you know, like fit in that franchise. Like you, like to your point, Pac-Man. Pac-Man's had a bunch of weird games because, you know, the first one, you know, was so um, successful. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it's very simplistic. It's just a maze and you run around the maze. So it's like, okay, how do we change this up and make it different? And we talked about a few of those. Um so these are like really well-known, you know, franchises that have been around and, and you know, and, and the list they came up with, I mean, it's going to be obviously Nintendo heavy because Nintendo, I'll be honest with you. It's like when you look at it, Nintendo's got a lot of well-known franchises that have, you know, stood the test of time. And as a result of that, they've probably spun off the most weird, you know, weird games than anybody else. They're always trying to change things up as well. That's kind of their, their M.O., well, they try to change things up and they also try to like reach out to different audiences in a way because like, especially because they're more family friendly. So in mm-hmm. other words, like, yeah, you know, you'll see some weird things on the list that you wouldn't see in like a Resident Evil franchise or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but the first, uh, you know, so just to jump right in, like um, one of the first ones that I think of uh, that comes off the top of my head. And I, and every time I think about this game, I laugh. Um, granted I played it a lot but I still laugh when I think about it and I'm talking about in um, the Donkey Kong franchise Hmm, Okay, Donkey Kong has had a ton of games Um, you know the the Donkey Kong Country series is like some of the you know some of the best uh, on the the Super Nintendo absolutely but but the one I'm specifically talking about is Donkey Kong 3 oh <laughs> and if you know Don- yes yeah so i mean and if you and if you ever played donkey kong 3 you'll understand this if you haven't played it um here's here's a basic summary of it so um mario and luigi's cousin stanley who who never gets mentioned for a specific reason at all um, so yeah so so donkey kong is in the middle of the screen and he's on these two vines and he's slowly descending down to the ground where he's going to basically destroy you and Stanley is equipped with an atomizer. And basically the goal, uh, the goal of the game is you're Stanley. You're basically sh- shooting puffs of air out of the atomizer, essentially up Donkey Kong's butt <laughs> um, so that he rises up to the top of the screen where um, a beehive will drop on his head. Some, yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yep. Um, I think it was a beehive. Um, and that, and that's how you get through every level. And of course, you know, the levels change and like, like the original Donkey Kong fashion, it's like, it's just one screen, one goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like when you just think about the concept of the game and then the visual of that, (laughs) um, it's clear why they never chose to go back to Stanley. Um, cause he's one weird dude. Yeah. It's a, that, that is a, you know, I can only imagine being, you know, an R&D, like, all right, we got to come up with a new Donkey Kong game, you know, we had Donkey Kong, DK Jr. What can we do for the third one? Let's shoot plums, plumes of smoke, or um, of, uh, not smoke, but uh, what'd you call it? Um, uh, it's an atomizer. Yeah. Um, you know. It could be, but it could have been like, I don't know, I mean, what is it, like, you know, like eight poison. That's what I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like, DDT or something like that. You know, let's just... Yeah. Shoot it up, you know, shoot it at Donkey Kong. Okay. 
where on Donkey Kong? <laughs> hmm. Let's see if we can get this past development. Hey, we yeah. did. Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, it's not one of my favorites uh, in the franchise, but it's it goes to show that early on, you know, Nintendo knew and developers knew that, you know, sometimes for a sequel, you have to go in a drastic direction so you don't lose, you know, people's interest. Yeah, and I and you know, don't get me wrong, I understand that, but it, at the same time, it's like there you went there. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. So be it. Yeah, it's definitely a weird one. Um, but, I, I know uh, you got a list. Yeah, so, I don't know if you just want to kind of go through the list, see what you have. Uh, yeah, I can go through it, and then yeah. you can obviously chime in when I bring up I got the franchise some. that you you know that. Um, okay. Um, first one I jumped on was uh, was an obvious one that we've talked about a lot on this because there are three specific games that are reviled on it. Um, and it's, my, you know, my favorite franchise, Legend of Zelda. Um, okay. And, you know, the obvious one. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look, 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection, now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply that I'm talking about are the three games that were released on this uh, Philips CDI. Wow, we even we even ventured to mention those. I, I thought those would yeah. just be so far off. Like, you know what? We're not even going to put it on a list anywhere. No, it needs to be on this list because they were just really odd games. So Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon, of course, are the two weird ones. Like, um, the animation on those didn't even qualify for, like, saturday morning cartoon animation like it was like it looked like a sloppy like childlike drawing it, it was really weird i mean you can say it was like you know the sign of the time but i feel like the the philip cdi yeah could have done a little better i think mm-hmm. had better um visual looking games yeah uh but yeah these these two or three offshoots very very odd yeah, and then of course uh, the third one, which was which was a Zelda led game. Like Zelda was the protagonist in Finally. Zelda's adventure, um, and that one was actually like they tried to do a top down game, like original Legend of Zelda, but it was still just kind of weird and not fun to play. And the best part about the Zelda's adventure game is that it had live action um, uh, cutscenes. Wait a minute, and I don't remember those played- really. Zelda in the cut. Oh yes, huh. the woman who played Zelda in the cutscenes was the company's receptionist. <laughs> Come here, dear. We need you to do something a little extra. <laughs> no, you're not getting paid more yeah. for it. But you look like a princess. <laughs> Holy yeah, cow! So, um, that's that's pretty funny. So yeah, so I had to bring I had to bring up I had to bring up those three briefly from Zelda because let's face it, I go uh, they define what an oddball game would be oh totally and then there's one other zelda game i wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. um and i've never played this you might have this sounds like something up your alley because it's (laughs) on the nintendo ds oh okay i don't know if you know this one a zelda game yeah it's well it's from the zelda universe it's called tingles balloon trip of love (laughs) i (laughs) never played it but I, I am aware of it. <laughs> it Basically, yeah. Go ahead. There, there are the, tingles yeah, weird. There, the goal in yeah, the goal in the game is Tingle has to form relationships with each of the five available women in the game, <laughs> and to raise their affections. He has to enter the love push mode, <laughs> which raises their love meters. And the way he does that is giving them gifts. And each gift has a different effect on each girl. And the girls are all different. So mm-hmm. like, and oddly Wizard of Oz related for mm-hmm. some of them. Mm-hmm. So like one is a scarecrow, one is a tin woman, one is a lion. Um, to say, it, it, so it, I was going to say, I, yeah, this is... 
And also, it, it, no, 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 I was going to say, I, um, I believe it's Japanese exclusive, which would explain uh, also the very um, uh, uh, on the nose uh, Wizard of Oz reference. Yes. Like, you know, it's just because there's like no copyrights over there or something. <laughs> No, um, just really strange. Uh, just a really, really strange. And of course, on the DS, so like the um, the graphics are obviously very simplistic. Um, for well, for a DS, like just looking mm-hmm. at it, it's like really, really weird. Anyway, um, so if you've never heard of this game, I recommend you kind of look it up online and see some of the uh, gameplay of it because it's uh, creepy as all hell. <laughs> Not to mention the cover art. Uh, equally disturbing. Oh, I don't think I've seen so. the cover. I gotta look up the cover art on that one. Yeah, you have to look up the cover art for it because it kind of it kind of creeped me out. <laughs> well, Tingle's just a weird character. He was just floating around, and what is it? it was a yeah. uh, Majora's Mask? I think he he debuted in. Um, yeah, he was always was that Tingle's debut. I think so. Of course, thought, Lord. Whoa. Ocarina? He wasn't in Ocarina. Was he in Ocarina? Ocarina was such a serious game. I don't know if he was in Ocarina. I don't remember. But um, he was, yeah, definitely in See. Majora's Mask. And it, yeah, he just looks like, you know, uh, like a, a a mid, you know, someone going through a midlife crisis around Halloween and deciding to dress up as a uh, kind of a Zelda clone. So that's that's Tingle for Yes. You. Okay. Yeah, what? you are correct. Um, Majora's Mask is his first. <laughs> it's so weird. Thank God. So weird. One of the many reasons why Majora's Mask is either loved or hated. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? He'll do it to you. Um, there's a game I want to mention, and it's probably going to be on your list, but I'm just going to kind of jump ahead a little bit, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes these games with sequels, they, they go off on such a different path. And Mega Man has a couple of them. Um mm-hmm. That I, I remember. And I'm not talking about like the battle chip networks or whatever they were on, 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 right. on Game Boy Advance. Um, but the two that really stick out to me is first of all, Mega Man Legends. Yes. That which, was on my list. Okay. Which, okay, look, I'll give them credit where credit is due. Obviously, we're entering a new era at that time. The PlayStation, the N64. Uh, Mario was so successful in transitioning from 2D to 3D. Mm-hmm. Zelda was so uh, uh, well-loved going from 2D to 3D. Yep. Let's give Mega Man a shot. But they kind of turned, like, from what I remembered, it felt very RPG-like. Yes. Mega Man Legends, which which totally turned me off to it. Um, I had it for the N64. And yeah, I just wasn't I just didn't like that gameplay uh, for Mega Man. Um, But, you know, a lot of people, you know, it it spawned a sequel, the adventures of Bontron and stuff like that. So, you know, there is some love out there for it. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Maybe like a lot of these games that we're going to talk about, maybe because we're older, maybe we can appreciate them differently, and like to give no. them a shot. No, all right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll try it. Uh, maybe I'll try Mega Man Legends one more time. Um, but the other Mega Man game that I always found funny was Mega Man Soccer. That was the other one that I had on my list too. Um, it's. I mean, look again. Mario is so famous for just having a hundred different jobs and just doing everything from a boxing ref to a go kart racer. But like to and throw. A doctor. Oh, this is true. This is true, though. I still haven't seen his uh, credentials, so I'm not 100% sure how no. that is. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> concerned, actually. <laughs> it could be like Dr. Nick Riviera. Who knows? From The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But like Mega Man Soccer was such a, a, a complete like shot in the dark, um, especially because I feel like that's more at the time when it came out. I feel like maybe that was more like for a European audience than an American audience. Um you know, because uh, I would say soccer, always popular, don't get me wrong. But, you know, now we have, like, Major League Soccer. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, it just popped in my head. I wonder, if, did Mega Man Soccer come out around the time that the world we hosted the World Cup back in the 90s? Uh, it's entirely possible. Hmm. Usually games are created revolving around. Yeah, certain maybe. Things, certain all right, so that makes so a little more sense. I can definitely buy that. It's, it's the same reason we get a... Um, uh, Olympic video games every four, every two years. True. 
Or we did that for a while. I don't. I don't think. No, it's still no. There was one that came out. Just (laughs) no Olympics. Um, But yeah, now I'm wondering. Okay. But uh, yeah, no. And I never played Mega Man Soccer, and it's always on demo and game on. I just never, (laughs) just never get a chance to play it. I'm not a big soccer. Uh, You should. I I remember renting it when I was younger, um, and it was just weird. I also remember that. Airman was particularly obnoxious because he would just kind of blow you back. <laughs> was he a goalie? Yeah, he was a uh, I don't remember if he was a goalie or not, but I just remember like whenever he went after you, like he would, just, the fan would just like be a pain. But <laughs> damn so, you, Airman. But uh, yeah, the, uh, Mega Man. So, yeah, so I had both of those on the list. I've never played Mega Man Le- Legends. I remember trying Mega Man sixty four, which was a disaster. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Mega it just didn't work. Yeah, I wasn't great about it. Uh, yes, you know what? Now that I see it, we did host the World Cup in '94. Because uh, now I remember my cousin coming up from Florida because Giant Stadium had a couple of games. I remember he yep. went. So that would explain that part. Okay, like there was no actual tie-in to the World Cup of Mega Man Soccer, but now it makes sense. Okay, wow, there all these go. years never put two and two together. Yeah, see. Um, can I move on? <laughs> wow. Yes. All right. Um, because I didn't have any other Mega Man games. I didn't know if you had. That's any really games. about it. Yeah, because again, the other ones don't really like again the Battle Chip Networks or whatever. I wouldn't count yeah. those. It's just a different no, no, no. foray. I can under- yeah, I can understand that. Although, but there are some weird ones like um, like the one I'm going to bring up right now uh, with um, Sonic the Hedgehog, a little bit Hedgehog, oh. you know, that we love for for um, yeah, Sega. And a lot of the games, I wouldn't necessarily call them odd. You know what I mean? Like um. Like most of them kind of stuck to either the side scrolling platform or when he went 3D. Granted, mm-hmm. some of the games were bad, but odd, different, different, uh, different questions. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say when it first came out, um, Sonic Spinball was kind of oh, strange. Oh, wow. Yes. I yeah. love that game too. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I enjoyed it a lot too. You know, just the whole idea. And I obviously, I think it came out after, um, Sonic 2. Because remember in Sonic 2, there was the casino board, and yep. you kind of acted like a ball in a pinball machine, so then they just <laughs> created a pinball-related game. So again, odd game, but kind of enjoyable. Like, I did enjoy that one. And very enjoyable, uh, though it suffered so bad from slowdown. That was the only yeah, problem. That, oh. Yeah, there were so many times in that game where it was like, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, why am I going so slow? This is terrible. <laughs> um, the one that I want to bring up, which I don't that I don't think any of us know necessarily is, um, and again, I guess this is, this was Sega's way of trying to get into the educational side of things, but there was a game called Sonic's schoolhouse on the PC. Hmm. Sonic's schoolhouse. Yeah. And basically it's what you think it would be. It's just Sonic the Hedgehog in a classroom setting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, very uh, straightforward yeah just very straightforward and i just thought like when i looked at it i said oh you know this is kind of strange because obviously it's like um you know the world's fastest hedgehog is now just standing in a room trying to teach you letters and numbers and stuff so (laughs) um so i thought that was a a little oddball one And, and again it's one of those things where it's like okay mascots trying to teach kids totally get it i'm like but the whole idea behind sonic is like the whole set, the pitch behind him is he's a character with attitude. He appeals to an older <laughs> audience. That was the whole reason why Sega was so competitive yep. with Nintendo. And then, oh, let's get, let's stick him in a schoolhouse and teach you letters, and numbers, and stuff. It's like, hmm. um, again, do you think that's like a um, a uh, reaction to like Mario is missing or Mario's yeah. time machine stuff like that? Because those are weird spinoffs as well. Yes, I haven't gotten on my Mario list, but yes, <laughs> I, it probably it probably is. We'll get there. We'll get but, there. Yeah, but still, I, I just thought it was a weird one. But no, I think, honestly, the uh, yeah the the weirdest one to me, I think, and it wasn't even all that weird to, for Sonic was Spinball. Like it was just a weird pitch where it's like, oh wait, you just want me to play pinball? Agreed. I totally agree. Um, I got one that 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 comes to me, uh, and it's a series um that. I never really got into too much uh, the Bomberman series. Mm, yeah. Okay. And there was a game. I mean, everyone knows Bomberman. If you played a game, you know Bomberman. It's a top-down. I wouldn't call it a puzzler, but strategy. You place bombs and you know try and blow people up without blowing yourself up. And then there was a game that came out, I want to say, on the 360. Yes, 360. 
Uh, Bomberman yeah. Act Zero, which w- mm-hmm. now, first of all, Bomberman is um, I'm not going to say cute, but there's you know he's, he's like a little character, and you know kids like him, and you know there's really nothing nothing bad about him. Like you, you know it's, right. it's Bomberman, he's a cute little Bomberman. Act Zero, however, uh, decided to uh, you know to jack up the. Uh, I'm not going to say like overly abundant heads are flying off and blood mm-hmm. spilling all over the place, but it was definitely more grittier, more um, like visual in your face than a regular Bomberman. Um, and yeah. it almost reminds me, which I know uh, the game was probably on the list later. I, I'd probably be the number one. And I'm not even going to mention it here, but it's not a Mario game or a Sonic game or a Zelda game. But like, I feel like they tried to take a cute, cuddly game, quote unquote, and try and throw a little like adult spin on it. Um, when I say adult, just meaning older. Um, yes. And even yeah, though it had X rated. Yeah. Even though it has the exact same gameplay as Bomberman, it just, you know, it just has this grittier feel to it. And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of companies in the 2000s tried to do that with their games, Um, like going that grittier, grittier uh, response. And I feel like all but one was, you know, failed. In that aspect, because then Bomberman went right back to what we know and love from the topographic days. Exactly. And that, and look, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the formula and you know, it works. It's like, whenever you deviate from that formula, you're taking a risk. And in some cases it doesn't work out so well. Dang, this bro. would be one of them. Like Dang. Bomberman to me is synonymous with what he does. And that's it. <laughs> he bombs. Uh, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. So there you go. Exactly. Um, I'm going to throw another, uh, uh, I'll throw a, a, a random one out there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I always thought this was interesting in the, it was in the arcade. I want to say it was released on the Dreamcast at some point, if I'm not mistaken. The House of the Dead series. (laughs) One of the best. I'm sorry. One of the most fun arcade games of all time. And then when they ported it to Dreamcast, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yep. Then they decided, let's. I I know. Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection. Now 65% off. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Going more challenging this. and release typing of the dead. <laughs> yes. And the way you kill, obviously the way you kill the zombies is not by shooting them. It's by typing the words that are on them. And when you type the words out, you kill them. Did you own this game? Uh, no, I did I, not. Because I, I didn't have, I didn't have a, I didn't have the keyboard attachment or anything. I think it came with it. Though, I'm pretty right? sure it came with it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I had it and I got to tell oh, you, okay. It, yeah. It came with the keyboard attachment it was actually a lot more fun than you would think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, and it's not really. I mean, I, I, if I remember correctly, there's probably a, a, a like a typing um, lesson in there somewhere, like to learn to type a little bit better. Yeah, like me, I'm, I, I hunt and peck. That, that is, I, that's I've I've typed my entire life is with basically these six fingers and uh-huh. just move it mostly. Actually, really mostly these two. Um, mm-hmm. Like, are you a traditionalist? Like, do you? Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, I write. So. You got, you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Both, both forefingers are on the F and the J that have the little bumps there, and then you just go with no, it. And I, I actually have one of those keyboards um, that ergonomic. Split. Yeah, I have an ergonomic keyboard, so it's split in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I totally, I am a total hunt and pecker, but I do it quick. Um, but, but all right, so forget that though. The game itself is actually very fun, and I actually played it again. Game on, demoed it uh, a few months ago. You know, had it on demo uh, actually before everything shut down, 
And I forgot how fun it was. Because you're right, like in the beginning of the game, you, all you do is one letter, you know, L, Z, you know. But then it gets into words. Then I think it gets into sentences. Yes. And yeah, you're right. All you're doing is typing, but mm-hmm. it's very addicting. And I got to say, that one was very, very fun. Yeah, no, no, no. I think yeah. uh, I agree with you. Like, this list isn't to point out bad no, things. No, 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 no. Weird ones. And um, you're right. Uh, I, yeah, and I do think, like, once you got the hang of it, it was very enjoyable. It's like, wait, this is a little weird. But then all of a sudden, like, when you have four zombies coming at you at the same time and you're rushing to get the words typed out, it's actually, yeah, <laughs> it, it gets really, like, like, it gets tense. I forgot what happens when you miss a letter. Yeah. Like, like if you, if you mistype something, what I meant by it though, was like, you would think typing of the dead is their version of like Mario's missing or the, the Sonic playhouse, uh, schoolhouse where it's like, all right, it's more educational. Uh, so it may not be as fun. Like it's good for someone who wants to learn, but no, just as a straight up, uh, like first person shooter or an arcade rail shooter. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. If you can find it, with the keyboard, I definitely pick it up. I don't think it's that expensive. Definitely pick it up. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely worth owning. In fact, I should probably add that to my collection at D- some point. This week, did you just forego keeping the cat outside the office and just let him in at this point? Because I see him walking it, around in the back. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, when I did that last week, all they were doing was me. You heard him meowing. I should have did. It sounded like he was in the room. So now it's just like. The, door, the door's open a crack so he can walk oh, okay. in at will and, you know, do whatever the hell he wants, right? Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on. Um, one of the other series and um, that I always enjoyed playing, specifically on the Nintendo 64, was Star Fox, right? Yes. Um, Star yep. Fox on Super Nintendo was good. Star Fox 64, Amazing. one of the best. Amazing. One of the best. Absolutely love uh, in terms of that style of game. Fun uh, fun fact, uh, for me, I didn't own Star Fox on Super Nintendo. My first one was Star Fox 64. What I did own, and I ordered this. Do you remember like the remember this, the Nintendo catalog? Yes. Right? It was very limited, but there was some weird, interesting stuff in it. And I ordered from the catalog the Star Fox Campus Challenge. Hmm. Kind of like the Nintendo World Tour. Yep. Uh, Nintendo uh, Championship. Uh, oh, what the hell is it called? Holy cow. Nintendo World Champions. Yes, thank you. Um, it was kind of like that. It was it was not the full Star Fox game. It was a competition uh-huh. uh, game. Um, so I I remember I bought it, and it was very weird because it only gave you like it was an odd like six minutes and forty two seconds. It was something very weird, like mm-hmm. a weird time. Um, and that was my first really foray into Star Fox. Long gone. Obviously, uh, and I hear that that is some mucho dinero, so I'm very upset that it's gone. But um, but that was my first foray. It was actually the Star Fox Campus Competition, and it was a fun one. But then Star Fox 64 kicked in, and then my world changed. Until uh, this game. Until yes, this game. Until this game, and we're talking about the one that was released on GameCube called yep. Star Fox Adventures. Now, the whole, you know, and again, not only was this an odd game, it, I, I don't think it was that good either. Um, it was not. I didn't whole, enjoy it. Yeah, the whole appeal of Star Fox is you're in your, you're in your, um, I, I don't remember what they call them. Uh, the, X-Wing? The ships. X-Wing. Not no, X-Wing. it wasn't a matter with them. Uh, but basically, you were in your ships, right? Yeah. And that was the whole idea. It's like you're flying around in space, shooting things and everything like that. Do a so barrel now, roll. Do a barrel roll. Yes. <laughs> Peppy. <laughs> and then Slippy. Um, yeah. But then what they did was... They decided we're going to make a game where we ground Star Fox and have him, you know, go through a standard like 3D adventure on the ground. And it's like, it's just very weird. It was was just, yeah, it was very weird. Um, They tried to combine some elements, but uh, it never felt right for Star Fox. R Wing. They were in R Wing. A R W I N G. Yeah. Well, the game, I mean, uh, the game, obvious, well, not obvious. Well, I guess it could seem obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not start out as a Star Fox game. No, um, it did not. Yeah, totally different type of game. And then uh, I think Miyamoto stepped in um, and kind of like, all right, let's do this uh, because it's very like he's in like Dinosaur Land or some dinosaur planet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it, yeah, reskinning yeah. a game. Yeah, res- usually reskinning a game with a um, 
with different characters for like your <laughs> franchise doesn't necessarily well, always come off right. Miyamoto did it once perfectly already, so he figured, why not do it again? Uh, yeah, but, but this one didn't work. Fifteen years difference, just about, least. just about. But yeah, but which, um, then, which then brings us to yes. But real uh, quick, the, with, with Star yeah. Fox Adventure though, uh, yeah, I do remember buying it, and I remember when I. I played it. I'm like, why am I out of the R? Like, why am I not flying around? And again, yeah, you're right. It's that drastic difference, kind of like almost Sonic 06, uh, where it was like so mm. different from the regular Sonic stuff. Like, it turns into a werewolf and there's yeah. like, humans in it and stuff. Um, it was just very weird. And I remember not enjoying it from the get go. And I hate to say it, but Star Fox Adventure did kind of ruin then. Mm-hmm. This is a game, and I hate to speak ill will about games, but this one really turned me off to the series. Yeah. Um, until like the classic when they released Star Fox Two on the Super Nintendo Classic. So, unfortunately, yeah, I think, and I think it turned a lot of people off to it. In fact, I, I, I honestly, unless there are DS games and stuff, I don't know about. Like, I don't remember um, the Star Fox game after that. There was a DS. Yeah, there was a DS. It was a Star Fox Commander, which was good. And then, of course, they re-released yeah. Star Fox 64 on 3DS. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, but just still, just the, the, it was a bad taste. It left a really bad taste in my mouth, at least. So, Yes. Uh, like so many things. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yes. What do we got next? Uh, obviously, want to jump into... Uh, I thought this would be a good segue. Yeah. It's not the last franchise I have on the list, but... The, but since we're talking about games that get reskinned, the Mario franchise, right? <laughs> and so obviously many. the most, yeah, there, I mean, there are so many weird games in this one. And, and I, I pulled out a handful okay. in terms of reskinning, in terms of reskinning a game, mm-hmm. obviously Super Mario Brothers 2. Most notable, um, most notable. Yeah, most notable. I mean, it was so obvious. It was like literally they took a game, you know, Doki Doki Panic mm-hmm. from Japan, which is a different game. Because the Japanese thought us Americans weren't going to be able to... Oh, Super Mario Bros. 2 is too hard for them. So we're going to take Doki Doki Panic <laughs> yeah. and reskin them with the Mario characters. Okay. <laughs> um, but just the whole idea behind it was just really, really weird. Gone are the Goombas. Got all, of, like, all the stuff you know is gone and replaced by Shy Guys and Birdos and all these things. And you're pulling... You're pulling vegetables out of the ground. Turnips, and yeah. Throwing, uh, yeah tur- uh, throwing, uh, throwing turnips <laughs> and just doing all these... Very, very odd thing. Uh, the um, the the pipes were um, they, I don't know what they were. They were like vases. Yeah, they were vases. Yeah, and you know, to this day, I'm still shocked that we have never seen Wart again. No, we've never we haven't seen Wart. Yeah. He was only as far as I can. Yeah, but you know what? But again, it was one of those ones where it just kind of kind of existed in its own little world true um, and granted we did get some we did get some cool characters that like i love shy guys shy guys awesome. oh yeah the shy guys um, are great um you're right yeah. we did get some some but yeah you don't really see too much i just thought like at some like in one of the cart series you would get wart or somebody um but no uh but still that's what you're right though that worked mm-hmm. with the reskinning exactly but you know there were always like um a character or two and maybe again topic for another show uh characters that have kind of been forgotten uh we're looking at you stanley um, <laughs> oh maybe stanley and water just kind of chilling out somewhere just hanging they, out they probably are they probably hanging out with gino maybe M-m- gino super mario rpg oh my god yes <laughs> in my and in my assessment the best character to never be used again just yes makes me angry anyway um, <laughs> They're all drinking so, mimosas on the beach somewhere. Yeah, so, so Super Mario Brothers two definitely on the list. And again, we can go through a million of them. One oh, of yeah. the most, yeah, one of the most um, well known ones that I had my hands on and experience with was, of course, Mario Paint. <laughs> yes, and I'm was still waiting to see, even though we'd probably have to watch it muted, uh, and then we play the song in the uh, in your own home. But yeah. Um, yeah, one of the greatest thing, one of the first things even was introduced to me when I started hanging out with Anthony was his actually amazingly done music video to Bohemian Rhapsody done in Mario Paint. Yes, with my very terrible drawing skills because I can't draw for the life. Of Look, to be fair, you're using a mouse on a Super Nintendo, so That's very I mean, true, and everything was kind of yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, anyway, but but I have it. I, I 
I have the VHS tape. I just got transferred. Over. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mario Paint was literally like you actually got a mouse pad with a mouse yeah. that you hooked up to your Super Nintendo, and it was just basically drawing. You can make uh, you can put music together um, yeah. based off of the sounds from video games. Um, yeah, I forgot the other things that you can do in there. There were a that couple was basically of basically the whole idea. There were a couple of mini games in there, actually. and there were a couple of mini game mini games in there that you could play. But that was the whole idea. It was just basically drawing. It's basically like um, the paint app on your computer that comes with every computer. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. It, it's again, you know, Nintendo going different direction. Mario Paint was the very first game I ever bought with my own money oh, uh, at Consumer Electronics. Remember that in Brooklyn? Oh my god! Yeah, I. You know what? I'm sure I have a receipt from them somewhere. <laughs> Oh, please find one. Please find one. For those who don't wait, know. Wait, are I, you talking about Consumer Electronics or Electronics Boutique? No, not EB. Consumer Electronics. It was over. All right, we're going to get local, folks. It was on Flatbush and um, like across from the Kings Plaza Mall. Uh, okay, no. I'm thinking of EB. No, no. Yeah, okay, no. I'm not talking to EB. This yeah, was, no, no, no. I, ne- I don't think I ever bought anything from Consumer But do you know what? Do you remember the store, though? Yeah. I don't know if it was outside in New York. I've, I'm sure they were. But I just got to say this. It was so weird. And we used to shop there often, actually. I remember me, my mom yeah. taking me there. But you would go into the store, and then you would grab their catalog in their mm-hmm. store, yep. write down the catalog, like, the, the numbers of what you want to buy. And then, like, I, this just may be my imagination from being so young. It felt like almost like a carousel, like a... um. Uh, like the carousels at a at a uh, airport, you know, yes. w- with your luggage, and then all of a sudden, just eventually, what you want to buy, like they had the warehouses in the back, and then eventually would come through. And I just remember that's where I bought Mario Paint, mm-hmm. and um, that's cool. Yeah, and Mario Paint had some cool stuff, uh, some mini games that eventually showed up in mm-hmm. other games, like the the fly with the fly swatter. Yes, that was the, that was a big one. And finally, I remember that. Just real quick, and I have no um, basis on the, if this is true or not. But I feel like there was a song, like a very mini song, in the uh, the return of Mystery Science Theater three thousand when it came back mm-hmm. to Netflix uh, with Jonah uh, Jonah Ray uh, playing the test subject, and one of the songs I feel like, like when they go in and out of commercial, even though it was Netflix, I feel like was done on Mario Paint. Uh, if I can find it, I'll oh. get the name. I forgot what the name of it, but it was it was like a version of the theme song. But when you hear it, it's like I hear the dog. Remember the dog sound? Yes. And then there was like the baby sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I hear this in the tune. Again, I can't confirm that they used Mario Paint, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did because Jonah, the host, uh, comedian Jonah Ray, I think is into like gaming and stuff, so he's aware of it, and I wouldn't put it past them to try and do something like that. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, while we were talking about that, it made me want to. It made me want to open up some of my video games to see what receipts I have. <laughs> that would be that. We should do another time. Just gather up a bunch of them that you know, and then we'll just go through and see see what. We'll it just is. go through from the episode and be like, "Here are the ones I still have received." <laughs> it's not many though, because I don't have the original boxes for most of my games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at least for the old stuff. Um, okay, so sticking with Mario, um, and again, like I said, we can keep rolling through it. Um, uh, really quickly, you know, Philips CDI again, um, Hotel Mario, oh, yes. which is a very odd game. Which I own. Yeah. Yep. That, that you own. Yep. I was there when you bought it. Yes. Game Dude, right? Yeah, Game Dude. Yep. Oh, I love Game Dude. Oh, oh well. Um, and then, of course, give... you brought up two other ones. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I thought Game Dude. Like, you had to give like your, 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 your driver's license over to buy a game from them. It was weird. Yeah, it it was weird, but it, you know, but hey, whatever. It worked. Um, yeah, it worked. Uh, you talked earlier about Mario is missing, um, which was basically the title is there. There's no Mario in the game. Luigi's job is to find Mario, and you're basically walking through a town and entering different doors. And yep. yeah, it was a very very strange game. Very Carmen Sandiego like in the way yes. of you just had to match like an item in history with the time in history or something or or place. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then there was Mario in time, which would and be Mario's time machine, yeah, which would be finding a moment in time and bringing it back to this time. So that's really more like mm-hmm. where in time is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, to uh, to make the connection to Typing of the Dead was obviously not the first typing game. There was Mario teaches typing, if you remember. Oh, that I do not remember. 
Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a I want to say that was a actually a PC game. Uh back then I would um, imagine, yeah. Let me see if I Yeah, cuz back then yeah, I so, when I say back um, then meaning early 90s, I don't think there was a keyboard attachment for the Super Nintendo or CDI. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, wait a minute. This was uh yeah, this was only released on the PC and basically it was um it was looked like a Mario level, Ooh. right? So you're going through the Mario level, but not 8-bit. It, it, it looks like they tried to do a little 16-bit with it. Okay. Um, and then as you came up on enemies, the enemies had letters on them, and you had to type the letter. <laughs> and on the bottom of the screen, oh, okay. there are two – they're Mario's hands, like mm-hmm. what, the, the white-gloved hands. Yeah. And it basically would tell you which finger you should use to type the letter. Oh, wow. So it's typing of the dead with an actual educational tool to it. Yeah, in other words, it's trying to teach you wh- which fingers you should use for what letters. Yeah. And then the the blocks that you um, you know normally jump on, and uh, or like you know you get the mushroom off, uh, the question blocks off of it or whatever. Yeah, um, those had letters on them too. So if you wanted to access them, you had to type. Oh, the that's weird. Well. So I would be terrible at that game. Uh, you would be. I would be great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Mario teaches typing is definitely one I threw on my list. Um, those are the ones I kind of wanted to touch on. I know there are other ones. I don't know if there's you, you, a Mario game pop. Um, and not jump out. Not really, because I feel like a lot of like Mario's done so many different things that it's really hard to be like, what's weird on a notion besides like the CDI games. Yeah. Um, but I have a weird, I, uh, an a weird offshoot periphery, periphery attachment. Attachment yeah. that I'm going to go grab right now uh, that I purchased recently. So um, you maybe finish up if you got like one more game or something like that. I'm just going to be right back. Uh, I do have another game from another franchise, but I'll hold off on those. Um, go run and grab what you're going to get. Obviously, Larry wasn't fully prepared for this um, episode, or he just decided, you know, it just came to mind like uh, like he tends to do as my cat jumps in my lap. Um but yeah, so I'm trying to think of other games that would be odd in the Mario series. And like we talked about, I mean, even like when you think about um, when Super Mario Kart first came out, um, that was a weird, um, you know, that was considered a weird game because it's like, wait a minute, what what does Mario and kart racing have to do with anything? And it wound up launching this really great series, the whole Mario Kart series. So, so that's kind of, you know, that's another way that... You know what seemed like a what seemed like an odd game in the franchise. I'm talking about Super Mario Kart, Larry. Oh, okay. Um, became such an iconic game, and now we need one every single console release. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I remember when Kart came out. I'm like, Ugh, Mario yeah. Kart. What is it? I don't want to yeah. play this. Well, how about Mario Party? When Mario Party came out, it's like, wait, exactly. It, it, it's a board game with mini games. How is this <laughs> fun? And then you play it, and it's like, okay, this is. One of the best games ever. Oh, totally. Uh, so uh, what I have here, and actually now that I have this, it, which I don't know where the other thing is, so I'm not obviously not going to go look for it, but I'll mention it. So games, we're talking about these oddball games. How about some oddball hookups, specifically for the Game Boy? I finally got my hands on a Game Boy camera. Nice. Which I never had before. I never owned this. Mm-hmm. And you can say this is the first camera where you can take a selfie. I would yeah. say this is the first selfie camera. But not only did I get Arguably, yes. the camera, I also now have the printer. Nice. And it's in really good condition. That's awesome. You can pr- Yeah, and it looks like you print receipts. And this, I know. And there's still paper in it. That's but cool. just in case, I also have a bunch of refillable paper. Nice. Which now. What's the price tag on it? Well, yeah, that's way back when, 10 bucks, which I now see, I never realized it was actually three different colors. I just thought the yellow oh, cool. was just old, have but you, no. Have you, have you tried printing a selfie? Not yet. I have printed, like I've used one before and, you know, it comes out like, like that big. Of course. Um, but I can't find it. I'm so upset because it's so easy to lose. But re- mm-hmm. uh, really fun fact, when I, when I picked this up, um, mm-hmm. Already in the printer was like a picture that was already printed from a long time ago because it was very faded. It almost felt like a like a horror movie, you know, like the faded image of this little girl. I don't sure know where it is. I don't. No, no. I mean, it is so faded. Like you had to like that. That was MacGyver. It. Oh, it was I rem- weird. I remember um, you weren't with me. I don't think when this happened, but I went. I went to WonderCon one year in Anaheim. Okay. 
uh, and I was standing in line with a friend of mine, and there was a guy walking around with the Game Boy and Game Boy printer, <laughs> and he was charging people five bucks if they wanted their image printed out on on the Game Boy printer. <laughs> five dollars. I got mine for free, uh, but it did. People paid for it. No, I, I, I would have. This thing takes like six AA batteries too. The printer. Wow. It is no. There's no. Um, yeah, six AA batteries, which was like normal back then. Um, and there's no like external um, connection to it. It's weird. It's cool though. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna give this a shot. The other thing I was thinking of, as far as a weird hookup, and you know, Nintendo's had a lot of weird hookups. Um, and I think we've talked about these in the past. The uh, the e-reader, the Nintendo e-reader. Yes, I remember that. Which hooked up to the Game Boy Advance. And then what is even barcodes? It was like dots. And you just scan yes. these cards, which at the time was kind of cool because this is before like we would scan our credit card. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like the only time you swipe a credit card is when you work there. Um, so it was kind of, I don't know, some weird, like some very ASMR to be able to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where like kind of like the first virtual consoles. Um, mm-hmm. Came in because I had a psych bike, Super Mario Brothers, all on these cards. You'd swipe like five of them. So that was a weird uh, hookup as well for the Game Boy. Uh, but yeah. this this camera, I can't wait to. And it's in such good condition, all of it. Yeah, see, and I wasn't really big on the extra peripherals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine did give me, though, the um, PlayStation 2 iToy. Do you remember that? I had, I had it, yeah. yeah. I, I've never had it, but I own, I have one now. So. <laughs> all righty. Um, okay. I feel like maybe, you know, time's starting to run short. I think there may be one more game to talk about as far as a weird offshoot or an oddball. Okay. I had one more franchise, but okay. um, but we can go through them really quickly. And it was yeah, go um, for it. The, po- the Pokemon franchise. Oh, yeah. That I feel like, yeah, it just lends itself to oddball entries. Yeah. I mean, and just when you think about it, like Pokemon Puzzle League on the N64, fantastic. which is a fantastic game. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, let's take our Pokemon and stick them in a puzzle-based game. Well, that's um, a reskin. It's Tetris 2. Yeah, exactly. But um, done awesome. Yeah, but again, uh, Pokemon Snap. Where <laughs> I, I never got into that. Uh, yeah, for some odd reason, I got into it, and I don't know why, because I was never, I never played. Like, yeah, I remember Pokemon that, games. too. I remember you had that. I always found that weird. Yeah, I, I still have it. Yeah, Are you getting the new one? All, uh, I did not get the new one. Okay. Um, but basically, all you're doing is you're sitting in a little car on a track, and you're taking pictures of Pokemon as you find them throughout the board. Very odd, very odd game to enjoy. It yeah. really is. Um, so weird. Then there was then there was Hey You Pikachu on N64. <laughs> yep. Which base which basically was Pikachu on the screen, and it came with a microphone, and you were able to talk to Pikachu, and that's all that it did. Yeah, uh, kind of like uh, Dreamcast's Seaman, just not with a such on-the-nose title. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw those couple out okay. there um, as well. Because, I mean, Pokemon's had a ton, but those are the ones that I personally had experience with. Not Hey You Pikachu, I've seen it, but uh, yeah, the other one. Uh, the one I was the game that you wanted to close uh, with? Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Well, I mean, that wasn't really a franchise, though. Um, con- no, you don't. Well, you had a few games. Yeah, you got a few games. I mean, but Conquest Bad Fur Day was the first one. So no, 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 it wasn't. Right. Wait, I thought it was. No, the first game was a very cute and cuddly game on the N64. Oh, yeah, that's right. Conquer, uh, Conquer. I think it was just called Conquers or something. Um, you know, he just, you know, walked around very like it was like a Super Mario 64 type game. But they went in such a 180 degree spin on it mm-hmm. when bad fur day came out now he's drinking he's cursing that i always consider that to be like the biggest oddball that there is as far as in a game series and then i think yeah they, no i i can agree with that they kind of continued with that series but still to get there mm-hmm. i always considered um the uh weird. i actually remember that was the last n64 game i bought before they basically stopped producing games oh, really? for it. <laughs> there you go it really was and i never played through more like i played through i played through the first like couple hours like for a couple hours and that mm-hmm. was it and then i think i may have sold it back i don't have <laughs> it anymore all right so uh if you know of any oddballs that you can think of definitely hit us up you know on all our social media pages in the comments of the youtube video or you know when you listen to the podcasts um what I want to show real quick before we wrap this up, because I got the frame for it, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it was my mistake or the framer's mistake. It was a little, the frame's a little smaller, but I got the picture in there. Uh, last week, I mentioned, and we showed a little um, picture of it, uh, Andre the Bowser. 
Oh, yes. So now I actually have it in frame. And that looks really nice. Right? Look and at that. Weird. I know. It's still weird. It's very weird. I had to fold the bottom just a tad uh, to get it in there. I mean, there was no the, no drawing on the bottom part, but mm-hmm. I guess it was like, you know, a, like 10 and like a quarter inches. But no, it looks really good. Yeah, I hate it when you get odd-sized um Art. There was another poster I got. It was like a like eleven and a quarter by seventeen and an eighth or something like that. It, it was. I have. I got. I have one that's like thirteen by twenty five. I don't even understand how you get to that. <laughs> uh, and again, this piece, Andre the Bowser, uh, Justin Laraca Hansen will put up his link to his Etsy page. Uh, very nice guy. Um, so definitely want to give a shout out to that awesome artwork there. And um, other than that. That was oh the last thing I want to wrap up with is uh, an update. Uh, last week we talked about I finally got some HDMI uh, splitters. Yes, how or switches I should say, and these HDMI uh, switches had a locking mechanism uh, where you can lock the input so no other device would come in and turn it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have promptly returned them to Amazon <laughs> because uh. here's the thing. And someone please message me about this. I have a feeling that the PS4, the Xbox One, and systems moving forward just don't use them. I turn them on, and there's I can't. The input is not working. Like it won't. The Xbox and the PlayStation won't pass through the 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 HDMI switch. That's just unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's you know it stinks. Uh, but instead of throwing them out, I return them. Good so went back. What I ended up then buying, uh, actually, I got to return these up because they're too short. I ended up buying like, uh, f- they're each uh, a foot and a half long, I think. Um, okay. HDMI extenders. All these oh. is an extender. So what I did was I just plugged them into the HDMI port. So instead of constantly plugging in and out of the port on the television, mm-hmm. now, and, and I can reach it better, I just plug and unplug from the extender. And those work fine. Um, again, I can get to them easier instead of reaching around to the back of the TV. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. That means I got to get my fat butt up and walk over to the TV. You know what? If that's my exercise for the day, I'll take it. So, you know, so it switches. You got to get a better definition of exercise. So, well, for now, for me, that's that's good to go. But what it also prompted me to do is now I have my Wii and my Wii U hooked up again. And I started playing those this past week again. That's awesome. Playing those NES Remix games, Volume 1 and 2 on the Wii Mm. U. I forgot how, A, how awesome they are. And B, there's still games I'm unlocking. I just unlocked Golf. I didn't even know it was in one of them. Yeah, I love that game. Absolutely love that game. And and on this, it's fantastic. And the second one has that Super Luigi Brothers, Mm -hmm. which is Super Mario Brothers, but you play as Luigi, the original Super Mario Brothers. You Mm -hmm. play as Luigi, but. The whole game is mirrored, so you run to the left. Yep. Very weird. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's fun, though. Totally. And then as a series, actually, uh, they also did it on the game, uh, on the, uh, 3DS, uh, the remix. So, um, but yeah, I was shocked. Like, I unlocked a new, a new game. I was like, oh, there's still games That's in here. That's awesome. So, um, so yeah, so I'm happy. So I got those hooked up, and eventually I'll get my PS3, uh, and my 360 hooked up. Um, so, in the end, it actually worked out better that I got these extenders, but uh, my continued searching for a HDMI switch for newer systems, I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop looking for them. <laughs> I'm just I think done. that's fair. <laughs> so, and with that, I'm pretty much set and good to go. Uh, as am I. Awesome, good stuff. And where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on uh, Facebook.com slash RetroGamersPodcast. You can find us on Instagram at RetroGamersPodcast, on Twitter at RetroGamersPod. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. Or you can watch us on YouTube and Instagram now. Yes. And with that, folks, and as always, have a wonderful week. You have a great week as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to the next one. Yeah, me too. And we will catch you everywhere on the Retro Gamers Podcast.
When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.